0: Hello everyone, it is time for my disclaimer, any discussions, any views from the guests may not represent those of the station or the host, please discuss any information with your primary care physician. Hello everyone, this is Betsy Wurzel, your host of Chatting with Betsy on Passionate World Talk Radio, where our mantra is to educate, enlighten, and entertain. I have two public service announcements before I introduce my guest. First one is, it is September, it is World Alzheimer's Awareness Month. Please educate yourself on the number six killer. If you are experiencing any memory issues, please consult with your primary care doctor. One in three people get diagnosed with Alzheimer's and it is not a normal part of aging and it is not an old person's disease. I know and encourage people out in the audience, if you are a caregiver, show your loved one's journey. If you are someone who has dementia, speak up, show your journey. We need to personalize this disease and put a name in the face to it so people can see what people with dementia look like and personalize it. My second public service announcement, is that it is also National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. We all get to be sometimes in a dark hole. Sometimes we need help and we need to reach out, and that's okay. It is okay to say, I need help. It is not a weakness. The National Suicide Hotline is 988. Please consult your primary care physician for resources for mental health in your area and that's my public service announcements, I am really excited about every guest I have on my show because I learn from every guest. And with me today is Mark Chaney, who is a licensed social worker out in California. Yay for California. Mark is a gay, disabled social worker who has a passion for working with the LGBTQ plus community and disabled community. Mark has cerebral palsy and he was a foster child growing up. And I can't wait to hear Mark's story. And it fits right in because it's, um, I'm a mental health advocate. So welcome Mark Cheney, who is owner. You have Cheney. Therapy. Is that the correct name of your business, yes. Mark? Yeah. Okay. That is my private <laughs> Sometimes my mind goes blank. I can have it right in front of me. I can't read my handwriting. My mind goes blank. <laughs> oh, I, notes. I need notes to write. <laughs> oh, I can I have my uh, some notes but uh, sometimes it doesn't do me any good. So now you know folks. I'm not perfect, never confessed to be.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I want to welcome you, Mark Cheney, to Chatting with Betsy. And I would love to hear your background. Being a foster child, I know that's rough. And, you know, did you know you were gay when you were growing up in the foster home? And how difficult was that for you? Yeah, well,
1: you know, first, thank you so much for having me and for the lovely introduction. I appreciate it. Um, You're welcome. So, yeah, just a little bit about my story. Um, I was actually put in foster care at around the age of two. Um, I had a mother who was 15 already had three kids. Um, I was born very premature with uh, what they found out later was cerebral palsy, which is a neurological disorder. Um, but I also was failure to thrive, you know, had a bunch of other medical conditions. So I was placed in foster care and adopted, which is, you know, good. But unfortunately, the I was adopted by a, a lesbian couple, and the woman who adopted me passed away. And then her partner and the son she had adopted raised me until about 13. But unfortunately, I would find out later, my adoptive mother had a lot of mental health um, issues, was also, you know, very abusive, things like that, and signed us up back in foster care. And I was in foster care from about 13 to 19 when I graduated from high school. And so that's really the first time that I started, you know, teenage stuff started happening. And I realized I was gay, never really had a chance to kind of process it or deal with it, um, or to really confront it until, you know, high school age. Um, And then I went on to do, you know, social work, uh, got my master's degree, you know, that's a that's a small (laughs) excerpt of the journey.
0: Well, that is, you know, quite an accomplishment, because I've heard of stories of children growing up in foster families and having a very difficult time. Some people are abused, Um, some aren't, I'm sure there's very good foster families, but unfortunately there's some that aren't so swift. So when you, how old were you when you knew you were gay and did you come out to your foster family?
1: when you
0: yeah, know? So, yeah, I did.
1: Um, it was definitely like a slow burn of a process. Um, and I'm I'm sure other people can attest to this, but um, they knew before I knew. Um,
0: oh, mm-hmm. I, I came out.
1: Yeah, I came out to them, I would say probably around like 1718 when I was, you know, junior, senior in high school. Um, and, of course, there were there were some, like, hiccups that, you know, because it was me adjusting to a new, you know, identity. But I have to say that I was very lucky in the sense that when I hear people talk about, you know, really abusive things that happened to them in foster care, because it does happen, and I was so lucky that I got a foster home that was really just full of love and my, you know, trauma had happened before foster care. And so really being in a stable home with really great foster parents, um, they really saved my life and really helped me to get on the path that I'm on now. Um, So it was, I was very lucky that my foster care experience was as supportive as it was.
0: That's that's great. I'm glad you had a great foster family. And they were supportive. And I I have to ask you this, Mark, because I know I was bullied for being um, short. (laughs) I was bullied for being Jewish. Were you bullied because of your disability or being gay or or both? Uh, Both. Um, You know, it's
1: interesting because I... As you were saying that, I, I was smiling to myself, just remembering it, because um, I was I grew up in uh, the Midwest of Ohio and um, where I grew up was very rural. It was, you know, my high school and middle school were in the middle of a cornfield. Um, there was not much diversity where I grew up. There was not much um, difference um, or uniqueness. And so uh I kind of stuck out a lot, <laughs> so, you know, I had I had this, this, you know, being gay, which I'm sure everybody knew, but I never really, like, you know, talked about or said that I was, so that I could kind of hide, but the disability, you know, I, I walk differently. Um, I kind of say that my legs go in a W, my knees push together when I walk, um, and that's very visible, and so that was never something I could hide, um, which, you know, used to be a thing growing up where you're like, you get super self conscious, and then you have people commenting on this. But if anything, now I look at it like as a gift, that um, it really caused me to have to like, own that identity and be like, yes, this is this is where we are, can't do anything to change it. We are where we are. So yes, there was there was a lot of bullying. But I definitely think that by the time I, like, graduated, it was actually a good experience only in the sense that it made me much more comfortable, surprisingly, in my own skin because I got used to everybody else being so uncomfortable that I had to be comfortable in my own skin.
0: Yes, and I feel that when people bully you, I mean, it it shouldn't happen to anyone, but I think when you go through that you become a stronger person because you're strong enough to stand on your own because i mean i i know i didn't fit into any clique <laughs> i was always on the outside and i marched to my own a beat um yeah. and i was my I own individual <laughs> I, sorry, again,
1: I'm laughing as you said that because I went, I I use humor. That is one of my main, my main things. I always, you know, bring humor when it comes to my therapy and my disability. And I, I, you know, used to say that, that I did march to my own drum. I, my march was very (laughs) different than everybody else's. So it was just, I was like, yeah, that's, that's where we were. That's what happened. Um, But I have to say too, I think um, something that I, the abuse that I went through um, was, was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of emotional abuse from my mother. And so by the time I got to high school, like the bullying was, was bad and it definitely affected me. But I think also like growing up in such an unsafe and unsupportive environment, kind of, it really did teach me that, you know, I had to learn to kind of filter the things that people said and not let those things kind of affect how I felt about myself. So I think if anything, like it kind of very similar to what I said about being in foster care was like things were so bad before that even though they were were bad parts and there were bad pieces, I was kind of looking at everything through a lens of like, well, it's better than it was. So and I think that's something that I've tried to carry with me. And I'm not, you know, none of us, you said it yourself, like none of us are perfect. Um, and, I, and I love that sentiment because it's like I've carried that with me as an adult, in that, you know, things might be difficult, things might be challenging, but I try to, in a healthy way, um, acknowledge that things are hard. Um, I'm not a big fan of the toxic po- positivity <laughs> pieces sometimes, but yes. I try to be what I call it is realistic positivity and saying that, you know, this is hard right now. That's okay to acknowledge. And then, sitting with that feeling, processing that feeling, and then saying, okay, you know, what can I do right now that would be helpful or, you know, empowering or whatever you want to call it, you know, to help me in this situation or someone else.
0: Yes, and I want to tell the audience, folks, you have got to go on Mark Cheney's Facebook page. Uh, It's your business page, if I remember, Mark Cheney Therapy. That's your Facebook page, right, Mark? Is that yeah, it?
1: it's a uh, ch- yeah, Cheney Therapy, and then um, I also, because you know the times we live in, I also have an Instagram that is also uh, Cheney Therapy as well. So yeah, those are those are my babies, my new babies. that I'm working <laughs> uh,
0: on. Oh well, I, I didn't look at your Instagram page, but I have, I'm on Instagram, but I can't figure that out. <laughs> oh, I'm still have, figuring it out. It's, I'm, I had I'm
1: still figuring it out. I just I can't. Oh,
0: don't I'm, you glad you that. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you <laughs> say that. I'm glad to hear you say that because here I am, 64, and I can't figure it out. But uh, your your Facebook business page, I want to tell the audience, I, I was on it before, and I went on it before A Mark came on a, a show, and I really like what Mark has to say. I like you have one uh, post of what to say, what not to say to someone who has a disability. I like you're your positive, but you're not being a toxic positivity um, person, and, and I like that too. I think you're very uh, forward, straightforward in what you feel, And I can uh, feel your energy and your passion that you have to help people. And I know that growing up in a emotionally abusive uh, household, being told things, that we have to flip our beliefs and write our own story. We're not what people said that we are. And it took me up to the age of 60 to realize that. You're young, so you still have your whole life ahead of you to be rewriting and flipping your beliefs. So I'm glad that you are where you, you, know, where you are. Um, how did you get into social work and wanting to be a social worker?
1: Yeah, well, uh, interestingly enough, um, I wanted to be a nurse to start. And then when I was starting school, I was actually told, by the department that I was, you know, literally during orientation, like, hey, you're disabled. There's a good chance you can't be a nurse. <laughs> so I I was like, okay, what else could I do? Because at the time I was, you know, and I, I, I thought back to when I was in foster care, I had a really, really good social worker who was one of the main reasons I got to uh, where I am. Um, shout out to Lynn. Good job um, getting me where I am in school and things like that. And so, I thought to myself, well, I wanted to be a nurse because I wanted to help people. That was what I wanted to to do. And so I thought, well, social work seems like a good avenue for that. And then I started um, studying it, and I realized, oh, this is what I was meant to do. And I always wanted to be a therapist. Uh, that was like my main goal. But what really ended up happening is I love therapy, and that's why I got licensed. But I love I fell in love with, like, all the aspects of social work and all of the things you get to do to, you know, help people.
0: That is uh, cool. Uh, Are you in L.A.? I'm thinking L.A. food. Yes, Los Angeles. Okay. (laughs) I was right. Um, And I want to tell the audience that even though Mark can only practice in California, so if you're in California, contact Mark. But I want people who listen to my show know about resources that are in whatever state, but more than knowing like to know a resource such as Mark Cheney is to hear someone's story. And this is what I love to showcase on my show is someone who went through something, came out triumphant, and is doing something to help other people. And that's you, Mark. You are triumphant. You are well, helping you. people. And yeah, I you know, applaud I, you. I love
1: it. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's actually um, outside of the mental health and the um, advocacy things I do for disability, I, I also show I do a lot of, like, my own personal disability journey and progress and fitness and things like that on my personal page and what – one of the things that I love both on my personal and on my professional page is just someone reaching out to me to say, like, thank you for sharing that story. Thank you for talking about that. Thank you for being open about this thing. Or my son loves to see that there's someone with cerebral palsy that has a job, you know, is is out there, you know, because he's young or is out there doing something physical or even just, you know, is living a dream. And so I think – one of the things that I love the most is hearing that because it really is breaking down that, like you said, people's assumptions and views of how we are. Sorry, that's my cat. Um, <laughs> who, we, who we are and, and things that we can do. And so that's one of the things I love the most. Um, it's It's literally right after being able to help people is people reaching out to be like, You know, this helped me just seeing somebody living their life or something that you shared resonated with me. And I think that's a real gift to be able to have in this life.
0: Yes, yes. And it's very uh, powerful. It's very powerful when people come back and tell you, you know, you helped me. Um, I know I feel that way when people tell me that, you know, Betsy, you, you helped me. And... It just sometimes, like, I could just, I do I like cry because I get emotional knowing that I helped somebody, but it's a good cry. It's not an unhappy cry. It's tears of joy that I was able yeah. to, to help someone. And as a social worker, um, Mark, where, where you are located, so do you, so someone will come to you. Do you have certain age groups? And do you counsel them as far as, like, mental um, help, as far as, like, depression, or do you help them find jobs, or do you do both?
1: Yeah. Well, so right now what I do is I'm doing strictly therapy with people. So people can come with me, come to me, sorry, with, you know, maybe they're having relationship issues, they need couples therapy, they're feeling anxious, they've got clinical depression um, maybe you've just gone through a loss or a trauma, and you need help and support around that. Um those are the kind of things i I do. what i what I want to try to do in the future is really do some coaching um as well, kind of pairing my um, social work degree and knowledge with like empowerment and things like that. Um that's gonna take some time. <laughs> but for right now, it's really I'm focusing more on therapy and and the the way in which i come from therapy is called the strengths perspective which as it sounds is pretty much that we all have the strengths within us and it's sometimes you just need some support to find those strengths to bolster them up and i'm a firm believer in the social work one of our guiding principles is self determination which is you know i'm not here to fix something or solve something for you i'm here to you know, help you to be able to do these things yourself so that you can do them long after I'm gone. I, I sometimes joke that my, my job is to work myself out of a job.
0: <laughs> that's my goal. I, yeah, I could understand that. You know what? I, I'm going to tell the audience, and I know from personal experience, I talk to a social worker that's in my senior center. I go for grief counseling. A social worker who is really into their job and who's a great social worker, Mark, you sound like a wonderful social worker, can help you tremendously. And they do help you find your, your strength. And uh, it's funny, Mark, I tell people, you know, when they say, oh, I'm not strong, Betsy, and I go, you are. You have it in you. You just have to harness it. You have to, you have it. Everyone has a strength inside of them. They just don't know that. And... I tell them that you know call upon it, harness it you you have it sometimes we need someone to point it out to us um to go through the layers of ourselves um, with us and to to show it and I always um talk about counseling or go, uh, or therapy there's no shame in going for therapy um I'm I went for therapy when I was caregiving for my husband. I almost had a nervous breakdown because, you know, I was under the um, the illusion, I call it, that I had to be superwoman and wear a cape and be able to do yeah. everything, you know, and that is an illusion, folks. Um, so we sometimes in our lives, we need help. And we need to go to a social worker or maybe a psychologist or um psychiatrist and there's no shame in that i tell i say that all the time i don't care if i sound like a broken record on the show there is no shame in going for help whether you're a man or a woman transgender whatever you are whoever you are We sometimes we reach a low point in our life and we need some help and you know what i say mark i say let's stop the stigma let's stop the judgment and start helping. Instead of judging someone, well, how about saying, how can I help you? Where yeah, can I guide you, know, you for I just, a resource?
1: Yeah, and I, I just want to commend you for, for that message because I think it's so, so important. Um, because it's, I think there's just such a, such a stigma when it comes to mental health and reaching out for help. And, and that belief that you talked about, for yourself. And, and thank you for being so vulnerable about that, um, about needing to be like Superman or superwoman. Like I feel like a lot of us might feel that way. I, I know that I, I often try to engage with on social media and ask people like, what are your fears about therapy? What are your, what are your kind of unseen stigmas around mental health? And, and they're out there. A lot of us have them. and, I think it doesn't even come from a place of like, you know, therapy is bad or mental health is bad. It's that, oh, I shouldn't need help. I shouldn't need support. I should be able to do this. And I just wanna, I wanna sing that along with you, that there, there is no shame in asking for help. Nobody does anything in a vacuum or by themselves, right? If you think back to anything you've done in your life, you probably had some support along the way. Somewhere, And you look back and you go, you know what? I really love that person for being there for me. Even if it's just that they were supporting me, maybe they didn't even do anything actively other than be there with me in a moment and just support me and accept me. Sometimes that's what therapy is. I mean, there have been, there are lots of times when people come to therapy and, you know, they don't know what they're looking for and that's okay. You don't have to have a big idea of what therapy needs to be. Therapy has a good way of turning into whatever you need it to be when you're in the room.
0: Yes, and I really want to encourage uh, men because society really needs to change how we raise our sons. Uh, We should be teaching our sons to be able to show emotion in a positive, constructive environment, that it is okay for a a little boy to cry and um you know men do cry and it's okay and i think it's a beautiful um i call it a thing i i just think it's beautiful when a man can be so sure of himself to show his vulnerability and to be able to say you know what i'm an emotional guy and i think that's beautiful uh, my son who has a cognitive disability, he went to a wake and the woman was my age. We went to grammar school together, as a matter of fact. He said, Mom, I cried at the, at the wake because I thought of you and you're the same age. I said, that's okay, Josh. That's beautiful that you have compassion. That's a beautiful thing. Something to be ashamed of. And I, I really um, feel that. And I also want to say, because you you are in L.A. and you do have uh, an outreach to the LGBTQ plus community that people who are, um, you know, in that community, sometimes they do need help because there's a high suicide rate because of bullying, because of stigmas. And folks, I'm going to get on my soapbox here because I cannot help myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Can't help myself. I just want to say this. I said it uh, before. No one is asking you to accept a lifestyle, to like a lifestyle. You don't have to. It does not give anyone the right to belittle, to torture, to hurt another human being because you don't agree with his or her lifestyle. Nobody has the right to do that. And I just have to say that. All the time, because that's how I feel. Um, You know, for my hairstylist to tell me that he is bullied by a grown man because of his lifestyle, that's unacceptable, folks. This has got to stop. And I use my show, my microphone as a megaphone to the world because I'm trying to change the world and, and how people think. We have to start loving and accepting each other for how we are and stop this hatred and the bigotry. I I can't, I can't stand it. Go ahead, Mark. No, no, I'm with you.
1: I am with you. So stay on the soapbox. (laughs) It's a good soapbox. Um, You know, one thing, and I, I wish I remembered who said this, it's something that I heard in grad school and someone out there probably knows, but it's, it's this statement that we are all simply, more human than otherwise. Um, and I hope I'm not butchering that statement, but I love that statement because even when you were talking about, you know, you, you have your son who's able to be like emotional, compassionate. I was thinking, you know, bigger than that, he's able to be a human. He's able to feel yes. his feelings and there's no judgment in that. And the same thing with, with unfortunately, your hairdresser or, or anybody who is perceived as, As different or outside of the norm and you know honestly we're all different to everybody right nobody is like everybody else that's one of the things I love but again my own soapbox is that we're all human and humans just want to be accepted loved and live the most you know supportive lives in the least restrictive ways that we can and so I think that one of the things that one of the reasons I'll say is that I love therapy is that, like I've said before, it's about trying to help people build up those strengths and get the skills to be able to do anything they need to do without me. (laughs) Um, But also just that, you know, if you are going through a hard time in your life, Right. Therapy can also help you because it can help you to realize that you're exactly who you need to be right now. And there's nothing wrong with who you are. We all have struggles, we all have things we go through. And, you know, trying to get love and acceptance from the world, you know, I think one of the most important things is being able to love and accept yourself.
0: And that's something that I think
1: therapy can help with.
0: Yes. Oh, definitely. Um, I've had so many wonderful guests on this year, and I've really have done a lot of inner work um, in myself. And you know what? A, really, a good social worker, a good therapist is worth their weight in gold. And I want to tell the audience, you know, if you're looking for someone, you may not um, – your first time seeing a therapist or a social worker or psychologist – They may not be your cup of tea. You might have to search. And and it's okay to go to a couple uh, of them, try different, you know, people out until you find a fit. I did. I had a try. I've gotten to women therapists. And I finally said, you know what, let me try a guy therapist. Uh, That's when I was caregiving for my husband. And I thought that he was a, a psychologist. And I thought he was wonderful. I I mean, I found him better than the women that I went to. Don't send me any hate mail about that, folks. I'm just saying my own experience. Um, Yeah, and I love that you said that. I love that you said that. So, you know, if you're a guy, don't be afraid to go to a female therapist or social worker. If you're a woman, don't be afraid to try um, a male therapist or social worker. Right now, the social worker that I talk to happens to be a female, and she's wonderful. She's absolutely uh, wonderful, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful it's for free. So, I just want to tell people if you live in, in the United States and I don't know about other countries, check your local senior center and see if they yes. offer free counseling um, and take yes. advantage you know what? of it.
1: That's so important. That's so important. Um, And also, I want to say this to you, not every, not every, a lot of therapists, and like myself who own their own private practice, some of them take your insurance. And so, you know, there'll be a copay that you would normally pay for, you know, seeing a community, perhaps, based therapist. But even if that is cost prohibitive for you, there are, you know, free things in the community, free services senior centers, most places um, have county mental health offices that you can get therapy through, local clinics. You know, there are options available so that things aren't outside of your ability to access them. Me personally, right now, um, I don't take insurance. It's something I'm working on. But because I understand the need for therapy, I do offer what's called sliding scale, which means I slide my feet. I go down because if I'm working with somebody and I feel like they really need therapy, I'm gonna work with them. I'm gonna to try to figure out something that works for them so that they can get the support they need. And that's because I understand that not something we encounter as much here in Los Angeles, but in other parts of the world, there are places where there are service deserts, where there are no therapists within like a 20 mile radius of you. And that can be really hard. So I think that's why it's so important to know what your resources are out there. Just like Becky said, that's so important because different parts of the country have different levels of access.
0: Yes. Yes. And sometimes, you know what, we don't know about resources and have our own backyard. I know I didn't. I didn't know they offered counseling at the senior center. I found out um, a pharmacist and a good pharmacist has also worked their weight in gold told me to go to the senior center when uh, my husband was going to go on Medicare. So I went down there and I remember the social worker saying, you know, we offer free counseling if you need it. I said, I'll keep that in mind. And when Matt died, I called up and I said, do you still offer free counseling? And she said, yes. I said, well, I need it. (laughs) I really um, uh, need it. I'm, grieving and it's a rough time for me and you know i i encourage people to go for counseling and therapy the one thing i'm grateful for the pandemic for is that it brought mental health out to the forefront It made it more acceptable to go for counseling it should have always been acceptable and your movie stars your athletes are now talking about it there more local news stations are having special um podcasts on their station about mental health i know they did here in new jersey and i think that's wonderful i don't think it should take a pandemic for that but i'm glad that it is now more out in the forefront and being more uh, accepted to say you know what i'm going for mental health, because even when I was a teenager and I went to social worker and you're talking in the mid-70s, that was something that was, you know, shoo-shoo, hush-hush. You don't talk about your, your yeah. problems. You don't air your dirty laundry. Um, but I'm so glad that's changed. And Mark Cheney, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on, chatting with Betsy. I think you're wonderful, and I wish you much success. Can you please tell the audience where they can connect with you and if they are in L.A. or California. Um, Yeah. About where they can. um,
1: Yeah, I've got a – my Facebook page is Chaney Therapy, which is C-H-A-N-E-Y, and and then therapy. Um, That's also the same name that you'll find for uh, my Instagram. And then I also am able to be contacted – you know, over the phone, if anybody wants to try to connect with me, um, they can, and they can reach me at 323-615-2538, and I'm on Psychology Today, which is one of our, you know, places where you can find a therapist. It's a big directory. So those are a few of the ways to really connect with me. I'm, I'm always happy to get messages on Facebook, Instagram, even if it's just, I've done this for people, you know, I'm not your, here's my own little disclaimer is I'm not your therapist or your social worker until I am, but I've often gotten messages from people saying, hey, I'm in the middle of, you know, Louisiana, Kentucky. I need a therapist. I know I can't see you, but can you help me? And, And I'm also willing, you know, time permitting, to help people in those ways because, you know, so reach out if you need something, if you have a question, if you're looking for a therapist in California, I just need to say, hey, you have any ideas on what I should do?
0: Thank you. Thank you, uh, Mark Chaney, for coming on today. Um, I would just fill my heart with, with joy to hear stories, uh, to hear people's stories. And um, I do. I would wish you much uh, success and uh, keep in touch with me because I like to hear how you are doing. So Folks, this is what Chatting with Betsy is about. Uh, what you hear, that's me. Um, I want a show. This is my way of reaching out to the community and me carrying on a, a mission and a vision to help people. You know, we all think we're alone, but we're not alone. Trust me, we're not alone in how we feel. People are afraid to say how they feel because they're afraid of being judged. Well, in Chatting with Betsy, I don't judge. And I am here to bring you resources and help. Mark Chaney is a wonderful resource. If you're out in California, reach out to him. The information will be in the blog, so please read the blog. And I want to thank um, Jeannie White, the station manager, Passion World Talk Radio, who writes the blog, produces the show. So please read the blog. And I want to thank Wilman Caldwell, CEO of Passion World Talk Radio, which makes uh, That's all possible. gives people an opportunity. And I'm thankful to be a host here at Passion World Talk Radio. And thank you for listening. Please share this show. Not for my fame. Share it to help other people. That's why I'm here. The more people who share my show, the more people can be helped. And I have phenomenal guests on, so you're going to want to subscribe to my sh- my show, which is free to subscribe to. On available on most podcast outlets, but I am on Apple. Now I'm on my megaphone, uh, iHeart, iTunes, look up Chatting with Betsy, Spotify, because I want to help people. And this is what my show is about. Um, and, and that that's really, that, that's it, cut and dry. Uh, what you hear from me, this is me. This, this is real. And it all started... Because of my husband, Matt, because I went in my car to raise awareness on early onset, Jenny White discovered me. Oh, and it is my third-year anniversary of Chatting with Betsy this month. So happy anniversary to me. And thank you all for listening, subscribing, and sharing. I appreciate my audience, and I appreciate everyone listening. And as I always say at the end of my show, folks, in the world with you could be anything, so please be kind, shine your light bright, And let's make this world a better place by being kind to each other. Till we chat again, have a blessed rest of the week. And this is Betsy Wurzel, your host of Chatting with Betsy on Passionate World Talk Radio. Bye, everybody.